I don't do the be real because I have commitment issues. Anyway, uh <laughs> I do be real because it's the only thing that I like will let my well actually I'm literally about to lie. I'm about to lie to you. Uh, I was gonna say it's the only social media I'll let myself like uh-huh. girl, uh-huh. I have Instagram <laughs> downloaded. <laughs> don't even ask Dude. about my screen time. I love lying. Okay. Which social media platform do you think is the most toxic? Twitter. Twitter. I don't have Twitter either. I have Twitter for work. Well, I, I technically know. have it down there. Yeah. But I don't like, yeah, I don't I'm like a it. ghost, like, creep. I don't understand Twitter. Oh, no, me either. I, I don't know how to, like, work it, even if I wanted to. It's just, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't partake. But I do have it for work. And I do technically have an c- account, but I don't use it, so. Do you guys have, like, a little bob? Mm-hmm. We we should have a bop in the beginning. You want a bop? A segue bop? Not right want a bop? No, you have to like, Should we have a bop? Hi everyone, it's the student pod. My name is Marissa. My name is Katie. And welcome. We have a very, very special guest. Uh she came all the way from um the bottom bunk. <laughs> um I'm gonna introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Kitsia. Kitsia, tell, tell us more. That's, tell us, tell, that's it? And that's it? Okay. I'm okay. All right, and that's our episode. <laughs> I was, was going to yeah. say, I'm a three-year social major. Yeah. So, we're excited. This is my first year taking, like, upper dibs and, like, actual social courses. So it's been really good. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. For those who, know, who don't know what um, upper dibs mean, it's upper division courses. Um, I know not everyone listening to this podcast is in college. So for those of you who don't, it's basically the classes that are specific for your degree. So that's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> so true. It really is. Um, for those who don't know me, my name is Marissa. I'm a third year transfer student. I'm an art history major, um, mayhaps minoring in English sometime soon. Uh, to be determined. You'll definitely find out via next episode <laughs> if that happens. Update coming. Update coming, yeah. Can I tell us Um, I'm also a third year. I am a second brain science major and applied psych minor. Um, AKA she's tired all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted. Um, And yeah, I also work on campus at RA. That's like my... How is that? I'm um I love my job. Okay. I went wow. for two years, Santa Cruz. Very nice. Oh, my pronouns are she her. Let's let's throw those out. Oh, oh yes, yes. I was one listening at home. Um I am she they and I do not care. So yeah. <laughs> good good thing to know. Mine are she her. She hers. She her hers. She her hers. She her hers. Her, hers. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So kids, yeah. Reason why we brought you on, you know? We want to represent everyone in our community, right? We we love representation, but I'm very much curious on your point of view in terms as a Hispanic woman here on campus. And I, I don't know what it is, but like I'm genuinely curious on the representation on campus and whether or not you feel like you're represented or at least you feel like you're represented. Like, do you have a comment or? um, I personally do think and this might be just this is literally just mine just because i feel like i've been involved with hispanic like oriented organizations and i've always had or i've always known of a community of a hispanic community so i've never felt alone however 
in the classroom, it is a little bit different. Um, but for me personally, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Can you um, kind of elaborate on those organizations or communities that you've been involved with here or just like in the past? Yeah. So like one, I'm involved with Hermanas Unidas and it is a Hispanic woman or Hispanic slash Latinx woman oriented program. Um, and it provides like leadership and like just like resources for um, people like me. So, yeah. Very nice. And you go to events with them, right? Yes. Yeah. I The thing also, I just started going out this year, so I'm not like deeply like <laughs> in the depth, but I have gone to, you know, their meetings, some of their events, and it's been pretty nice. It feels nice to have like a group of people. Yeah. And I just want to say that, like, I think a lot of people pressure, like, I don't know if it's just me, like for college students to kind of just like be out there and be social in like groups. It's like, it's not necessary. Like you don't have to if you don't want to, but it is good to be kind of social, especially with those in similar majors or similar cultural backgrounds, because it means that you're not alone. You know, for me personally, I'm part of the, um, it's, they're called the backcountry squatters. Mm -hmm. And before, <laughs> no thought yeah, yeah, yeah um and before anyone's like backcountry squatters what the, what the heck is that um it's an outdoor women's and non-binary club um and we do a bunch of things it's so much fun um i've only ever been to like two events but you know i i exist so much fun it's so much it actually was fun so we went on a hike and then Ooh. i also did the 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 whatever like a trade like a little like flea market trade like you bring stuff and then you trade with other people mm. um also just kind of talking about representation because we were talking about this earlier about film and movies because i don't know why i'm just so genuinely interested in like the topic of like expectations versus realities because i feel like in college and like even high school like representations in film so far off so yeah. like it is miles away from like what it is if you are a college student and I'm like for you kids yeah it's like also the lack of representation in film as like a college student like what was your expectations going into college in terms of like how did film and movies influence you and like the lack of representation like how do you feel about that um, okay yeah so it's like I, like you said like growing up you just see like like college and how hard like the party life is just like so like emphasized like they like they just start with the party and they just run with that so and I think for UCSB like coming in all, every time I tell people like oh yeah like I'm going to UCSB they're like oh my god party school and same like, yeah Ugh. party school but like I honestly didn't even know until people started telling me so I was like okay so like with the movies and what people were telling me, I'm like, okay, you know, campus is going to be a little, you know, a little crazy, I guess. You know, people are just going to be partying here and there. And I'm going to say, um, I think UCSB is a party school. Like, it there's is. literally it, it parties is. the weekdays. Yeah. But it, again, it just depends on, like, you know, who you're hanging out with or, like, what, what you do, what you it like everyone's going to college for a different reason as long as you have a good balance and you're aware of what you're doing yeah. to yourself then yeah. you know definitely, definitely. but definitely. Um, yeah 
but I, I sorry to cut her off but um I was just gonna say that like for film specifically I, I, I feel like this so short, I no, no, you, did, like you did you did in the sense that UCSB even though like living here and going to school here is nothing like you see in film mm-hmm. the party scene I will say even though it is similar to movies it's still not the same I don't feel I because I feel like it's emphasized that like it's our entire life and it isn't mm-hmm. and I feel like that's why a lot of college students especially that go to predominantly stereotypical or like the stereotyped universities that are like oh this is the party school we're not taken seriously like mm-hmm. you were saying that you told people oh you're going here and they were like, oh, you're going to that school? Yeah. Like, I legitimately went to Disneyland. It's a true story. <laughs> I went to Disneyland right before I moved here. And the security guard's like, oh, are you guys on, like, summer vacation? And we're like, yeah, we're moving to college soon. And they're like, oh, where do you guys go, right? And I said UCSB. And he's like, you're going to the party school. And I'm like, I don't know you, sir. <laughs> Why are you... And I was like, that's, and mind you, like, this is just a random person, right? Like, everyone knows that UCSB is like the stereotypical, um, considered a party school, but it's really interesting how, like, even if a person has never gone here, that's kind of their perception, right? And I feel like that is, um, re, like, reinforced by film and media, and so that's why I just find it really interesting. Also, as a transfer student, when I came here, I'm like, it's fine. It's okay. It's not, like, terrible, but it's also, like, why did people, you know, perceive it as this, right? And that's why I'm, like, really curious. But any thoughts? Um, yeah, thoughts. I have also a question. Yeah. Um, were you, did you come here as a first year or as a transfer student? As a first year first year so like heat of covid like first mm-hmm. year online so kind of same boat here but like what was the determining factors if we have this like skewed reality or the skewed perception in media um whether that be social media film music art um about college and what that expectation is going to be like or what is prioritized in school and what that looks like if it's kind of skewed what were the contributing factors to you choosing to come to UCSB like, what was your image of what it would be like here? And, like, why did you choose to come here? Um, I chose UCSB solely because of the financial aid package I was receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was between uh, UCSB and UCI. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because I, my biggest fear coming into college was just, like, being able to financially support myself. And I was just, like, looking for, like, the best option financially, unfortunately. So um, UCSB was um, the school that was offering me, like, the best, like, deal. So that's why I chose UCSB. Mm. And then, of course, because, like, the location. It was, like, far, but not too far from home. So that was just, like, no-brainer for me. No, I felt that. Legitimately, same reason why I came here. Dude, we love free money. Love free money. (laughs) What was the night market? Can you kind of like elaborate? On oh, that? okay. So for those who don't know, there's like so many events on campus. Um, 
whether or not you go to UCSB or not, um, definitely check out uh, resources. I know so many clubs put on events, but this one was a part of the Hong Kong Student Association, I believe. Um, And they were doing like a little night market. So they had like food from the different like uh, organizations. So they had boba. They had Spam Mizubi, which I was going to get one, but there was a waiting list. <laughs> and so there's that. But anyway, um, but they had break dancing and K-pop dancing and I was, we're here for it. It was fun. It was a fun day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're wondering what college students do in their free time, so this, <laughs> this is the extent. That and um, wa- watching various animated TV shows. Uh, that's at least, for me at least. Um, but yeah, so Kitsia. You know, speaking of organizations, right? Because um, we did talk about like you being represented on campus, right? And taking advantage of those resources. Do you think there should be more of them? Um, yeah, I think, you know, the more the better. Because there's just like, there's a lot of students who just come from like different backgrounds, different like experiences. So I guess having those resources is just, it's always helped for them. It's always, it's always good. Do you think there should be more in a specific category that you think there's lacking? Um, not that I can think of from the top of my head, but I'm sure there are. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of curious. Um, because you, you didn't live here your first year because mm-hmm. of COVID 2020. Okay. Um, do you think just community based in general? Do you think that you kind of came into college like lacking that sense of community that you would have? built as a freshman because I think that a lot of the time a lot of resources are kind of like put on freshmen specifically Mm -hmm. in the like their first year experience and really like emphasizing that kind of like partially to get them involved on campus partially it's kind of like to reel them in I feel like and like really set them up and then after that I feel like it's kind of like you're on your own but the first year like especially like in, in the residential halls like there's different um cultural like floors and organizations yeah. like living learning communities and stuff like that do you feel like because you missed out on that first year and that opportunity to kind of like be in a community that's set up and organized and like catered to you, do you feel like you kind of missed that? Like, how did you jump into college and find your people? Like, what was your process like? Yeah, I I do. I do agree that, or at least for me, I did miss that first year experience and then just kind of like building that community. Um, and I'm sure there were organizations who were like still like putting up their meetings, still like doing their thing. Like for me personally, I was just because school was online. I was just like so like okay, it's not there. Like it, I just after work, I would just log in, do my little homework, and that's it. But um, as far as organi- organizations, I never like set time apart and like investigated. Oh, like this is good for me, or maybe this could work for me. Like I just wasn't interested because I was just getting that in person experience. So like now looking back, I definitely do think I just missed that first year um community building um and of course like second year when I came in um it it was just it just wasn't the same because like you said a lot of like these like community buildings are just like pushed towards like first years just because it's the first year out here in a new place new location so um yeah no I felt that and that's actually universal because coming as a community college student like it was the same thing I was in my pajamas you know Having a little, having a little Zoom meeting in my bed, you know, with with my with my water bottle, and that was kind of the thing, right? 
but it wasn't like I was meeting people like the people that I knew in my classes were people I went to high school with Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like I was really having a social life or encountering people that I have similar experiences to it was just kind of like yeah taking this class you know once I hit that end meeting it was like oh I'm done yeah right and you just yeah and so I think for universally for like pretty much every college student, even high school students, it was like that lack of social interaction, mm-hmm. kind of you, it, you had to start all over. And it wasn't just one year, it was almost three. So it was a lot. So like, for example, when I came here, it was like social, being social, that's a thing. That's like, like a thing I have to do. And it was kind of just an interesting experience. Cause also I've never been into like a dorm life. Cause I know you guys experience dorm life. I never did. So that's also something that's like very much different. So I didn't really have that experience. So it's kind of just interesting going into that, you know, blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... I would say I like barely have a dorm life because I'm, I'm just, it's just through my job. Like I never got to be the like receiver of that. Like, oh, that's area. fair. Because did you live in the res hall ever? Second year. Second year. That's yeah. awesome. We're at. Or San Yeah. <laughs> correction yeah yeah I think that like kind of building on what you said um I was talking to a mentor literally earlier today about this which was really interesting and they kind of said that their college experience wasn't the most positive just because they like didn't really feel a personal connection in their time like going to university and they said that it kind of felt like an exchange like I'm there's some sort of exchange of dollars for me to be here I'm here I'm paying to go to these classes I go to my classes I go home it just felt like an exchange to them. Like they didn't yeah. feel like they had that sense of community until later on when they were kind of like intervened and like had the chance to talk to somebody and have that personal connection. But before they had had that, those conversations and met those people and made those connections, it very much felt just like the institution and you're just a number. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that our experience with COVID kind of like amplified that. Cause when I was at home, it was like, I'm a gaucho, but in Lake Elsinore, what? Like I'm sitting in my parents' house and I'm like not seeing anybody. And I'm supposed to be going to this super social school that's like emphasizing like community. And I love this as such like a unique experience in the sense that it's like a square mile of just straight college students interacting and like cohabitating in this like small area. And I was in my hometown paying tuition a f- hell of a lot of tuition yeah I out of my pocket so confused about too so much money they didn't even have yeah. nothing so it just felt very exchanged so I'm kind of curious did you guys ever feel like that like transaction did it has college felt transactional to you have you ever like felt that or questioned that I or- think maybe like that first quarter mm-hmm. when I, I got a grade from one of my classes that I was just not happy about. And mm. I just remember I just went into, like, this, like, this, like, crisis. I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm paying out of pocket. And, like, I'm not even doing well. But, like, at the end, you know, like, it was just, like, yeah, it's crazy. And I, will, co- I will say, I do feel, pri- I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I keep good. doing that. I can't. I'm sorry. No. I kind of feel privileged because, well, not really, but I... As a community college student, I will forever advertise CCs, but like I spent $25 for every semester. I can't talk to you. I I, Um, I can't speak. Now, mind you, 
that was like tuition and stuff and you know i pay now and i'm like <laughs> but um i was paying very little for because i was also as a southern californian resident that's also part of the deal mm-hmm. but um the other thing was that even though it was low in like tuition the supplies though because a lot of the professors that i had taught at ucs so um i actually did have a professor i didn't actually take them but i knew that they worked here um but like i had usc professors uc irvine professors um and so a lot of them would make us buy these books a lot of times their own books at full price promoting their own books it was bad and i'm like (laughs) They and their justification for it was, oh, you guys aren't paying UC prices. And I'm like, that doesn't mean I have to buy a $300 book. Excuse me. Sometimes I think professors literally just write books to say yeah. they did and then make so us buy it. That's I'm what like, I'm saying. Yeah. What? Wait, I'm kind of confused. So when you were at community college, mm-hmm. when you say that you had like UC professors, were they like working at multiple universities at the same time or had they like previously worked at like? So quite a, so I like when you go to CC as a uh, community college student, you kind of find out like how the professor like hiring system works Mm -hmm. a little bit. And for some schools, you are designated at that school only. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But in some places, you know how like some professors take sabbaticals or they'll Mm -hmm. take quarters off. Sometimes that's because they're working at other schools. And so in the case of like, I had one art history professor, she taught night classes at my community college, but during the day she taught at USC. Oh, so yeah. So we're all, we'll talk about like, you know, transfer experience later, but like the idea that community college education is lower than the CC is or the UC is just, it's off. It's, it's wrong. It's not the full picture. It's not. It's just. The difference mainly is that I'm going there for two years and transferring. I'm not going there for the full four. That's really the only difference. Um, That and the semester system, which, by the way, I will forever, forever advertise the semester system or over the quarter system. I... Dude. I I don't know if I agree with you, though. I mean, I haven't experienced the semester system since, like, high high school, but... For me, like, I thought it was, like, one of the appeals of coming here. Like, when I got into schools, I remember considering Berkeley, and they do semesters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's, like, a big difference. I should definitely, like, con- like think about that. And for me, I felt like I definitely am a procrastinator, and I kind of push things off. But I liked the idea that the quarter system, like, wouldn't let me do that. Like, everything's too fast-paced. You don't have... Oh, like our midterm's in 10 weeks. No, like our midterm is like next week I need to go and I need to do. And then I came yeah. here and that kind of served to be true for me at least. So I don't know I how think, is, how was the quarter system for you guys? Like, I don't know. For the, me, I think that helps. The issue with the quarter system for me is I'm going into very niche major that requires me to memorize mm-hmm. and to know a lot of material. Like it... It's hard for me to do that, especially in short paces, because I feel like I'm uh, like retaining less. Mm-hmm. Like even though I'm on top of my work, I'm not remembering what I'm working on. Like after the exam, it's done, right? You don't need to remember it anymore. 
So you just go on, right? It's not like you're necessarily retaining that information. And so like you have to apply that information elsewhere. So that's why, you know, like I come to find actually that a lot of the knowledge that I got from my junior college, I'm applying it to here because I remember it more because I had more time to process it. How many weeks is a semester? It's 14 to 16, depending on if it's a shorter quarter. So the quarters, so what's funny is that our smaller semesters are equivalent to a quarter here. So the long semesters are going to be 14 to 16. And then like the, our winter, winter semesters and then summer semesters are going to be like 10 weeks, eight to 10 weeks. So it wasn't like I wasn't unfamiliar with a short semester or a short quarter system. Uh, it was just that I was used to having like that extra cushion of like a few weeks to be like, oh, I can prepare for this, you know. But that's also coming from a person who at the time didn't procrastinate as much. So I guess that, you know, I was still on top of my work. <laughs> now I can't say that because your girl turns things the day that they're due. So I mean... <laughs> But that's also just kind of a product of me just having a lot of things to do, including this podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, just saying. Um, actually, speaking of which, you know, as a college student, I think people are like, oh, you have this time on your hands. We're working. We're not just going to school. There's jobs involved. There's internships involved. There's clubs and organizations. And I know you, Kitsia, are working right now. You want to tell us a a little bit so i'm working for america reads which is a tutor program for uh, mm-hmm. the local elementary mm-hmm. here in Goleta. um so far i've been working solely through zoom just because i think the in person oh i forgot i have to do an email <laughs> <laughs> not the, not um, the email. 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 okay so yeah um just because in person does require a little bit more of like security because you know you're working kids you have to get like scanned you have to get like tested so um yeah right now it's been through zoom it's been a long it's been a learning process just because you know you're working with like kids so you have to understand how they're learning Mm -hmm. and then many of like much of the material you're teaching has to be taught in like in a specific way you know i feel like you know us we like like, oh yeah let me show you a shortcut but you can't you have to show them from like the very like very like stem of the problem and I think at the, like my first week, I was just like, oh my god, like here's a tri- like here's a little shortcut, like, but um, no, um, you just have to know how to how to teach. Um, but um, yeah, it's been pretty fun. The students are very are very like you can tell like they just like I guess like li- I don't say like like being there, but like you know they're making use of it. Yeah, pretty nice. And I will say, as someone who used to tutor kids the one thing you learn is patience. Uh, That legitimately, one of the number one things I learned is you got to be patient with them because they are younger. They they don't have the same like understanding that you do. So you have to be more patient and open-minded to them because it is going to take longer sometimes to teach them things Mm -hmm. because they also have a short attention span too. So honestly probably even if you aren't going into teaching or education majors like definitely recommend doing tutoring because number one easy money right but also just like it teaches you like very valuable um characteristics yeah what brought you into that 
I was actually just like a word of mouth and because mm-hmm. I was like looking for a job and yeah it just I was like okay elementary kids like yeah do you like working with kids yeah that's a okay good i think i also wanted to work with like a like much younger demographic just because i think i want to be a social worker Mm -hmm. and i think right now i'm kind of leaning towards like the school like sector Mm -hmm. of that so i think working with kids will definitely bring me some sort of experience and no that's gonna that's gonna look spicy on that resume dude (laughs) i think that's kind of awesome yeah (laughs) yeah right now um well, technically, we both can say this. We work for the dean's office. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, the school actually employs a lot of students as employees. That That is a thing. Student staff is a thing. Um, for me personally, I am a social media content creator for the school, which I know is a weird thing to say out loud, but it is a thing, um, which also means that I have the freedom to work anywhere. I don't like have to go into an office you know yeah this lovely setting right um and it's really fun i do definitely recommend it for people who have like a really like weird schedule with classes Mm -hmm. um because you can work at your own pace at your own time like i you know normal working hours for me are between like 10 and 12 and then like 1 a.m so you know it never when it's dark outside like my brain yeah off i cannot same but like if i'm doing like administrative work Mm -mm. that's that that's the time that i usually do no but it just means that like you can do it anywhere right and you can do it at any time yeah 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 my hours (laughs) um i like hold two big positions on campus like big as in like time commitment wise um I previously mentioned I'm an RA, which stands for a resident assistant. Um, the paid narcs of the halls, basically. Um, <laughs> I've been called that. Really? Yeah, I have crazy stories from that job. I love it so much. But anyways, I work in the residence halls with freshmen. This is my second, well, majority freshmen, majority first year, um, based on like my placement. And they like tell you if I I did this recently, I calculated out like how much I'm technically working. Mm-hmm. It's an it doesn't even like I don't even think there's that many hours in the week. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it because I'm full time student. And then I like that job is technically like 17 hours. But that job is like 24 seven. It's yeah 24 <laughs> seven. Like you yeah. live there. You're interacting with like when I go to the bathroom or I go down to the front desk or I'm walking to class like I'm kind of like expected to like you're on the job, like say hi and like check in with everybody that I see on the way so there's like it's like 24 7 like yeah I can't really like calculate the hours of that that's like minus like meetings and like programs doing and like uh conflict management that's a fun one um stuff like that and then I also work um I'm interning for the office of the vice chancellor of student affairs Margaret mm-hmm. Cohen, who is an icon like genuinely legend i've never met any like anybody in such a position care so much about people and be compassionate and like show up to work with just like the best intentions and like genuinely ask questions and like connect with people from such a high like position it's not it's something that i wasn't expecting yeah it was it was something that like i just feel she's it's such a humanized experience to interact with her and talk to her and I think that that's like honestly a privilege I have but that's how I'm connected into this into mm-hmm. co-hosting this podcast is through said internship 
this is one of my opportunities to kind of like connect to different communities and different pe people of different identities on campus, including Kitsia. So I'm very, very excited to have you today. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like why we're here. And exactly why we have this podcast. So for anyone listening that is a UC student, UCSB, um, and you are interested in talking about your experience, please let us know. Please contact us. Um, we do have an Instagram, UCSB students. Um, if you want to go there, we have a Google form. If you want to check that out, uh, shoot us an email being like, hey, I'm interested. Tell me more about it. Feel free because you know what? Even though, you know, you may be a little shy, you know, it's okay because this podcast is meant to help you with socialization. It's also help just to get out there because I feel like everyone has been struggling with the whole getting back, you know, to the college life after the pandemic. And this is kind of your way of you know, doing that. And so I hope that by listening to this podcast, maybe it gives you that confidence you need to be like, hey, maybe I should do that. Um, also, it helps that you can talk to people. Like we come from two very different backgrounds, you and I, right? So like, we also have very different experiences. So maybe you can learn something, you know, maybe you could teach us something about your experiences. Yeah, teach us about what's going on. Exactly. We're not aware of or something. That, that is why Kitsia is here. Absolutely. The legend herself. Um, and so we hope that by listening to this podcast that you are um, gaining something while we're also gaining something. Right. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We truly appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, let's hope this it's edited on time. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much, Ketia. Um, yes. Incredible thank first you. guest. Thank um, you. Very nice thank to meet you, you and thank learning you. more about you. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. Bye. Bye.